Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Lexplicit Content. And on today's episode, we have our first, our first date night episode with Miss Randolyn McKinnistry, the owner of Pittsburgh's newest um, candle shop. And you can go there and make candles, pick your vessel, pick the scent, and just have a good time. Have a date night, have a girls night, have a church brunch, whatever you want to do. It is the place that can accommodate many different functions and events. So, in this episode, we just get to get to know, get to get to, <laughs> we just get to know her a little bit more beyond the candles and her journey and how she got to where she is and how she's going to keep going. She is also the first business warming we get to have in You Good Assist Women's Count. She does have her Amazon registry if you would like to gift her business. It is in the show notes and as well as on YouGoodAssist.com and then You Good Assist is, um, uh, Facebook group or indoor camp. So take a listen to our journey together. And guys, if I sound sick, it is because I am sick, but I had to push through because we have to get this episode out because you have to hear the jewels and the gems that sis was dropping, as well as be prepared to celebrate her at the end of this month. So thank you for listening. And without further ado, here's my date night episode with my sis, Randy. I am going to add her up here, Miss Randolyn. Randy. Hi, everybody. So how you going, sis? Doing good. <laughs> another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> so, ladies, before we continue, um, if you do decide that you want to leave a comment and you want us to be able to see um, your name, you do have to go ahead and give StreamYard the permission to post your name. Um, it is in the link above. You just have to click it and just give a, just say, hey, you can do that. And it will allow us to see when you're commenting. So, Miss <laughs> Randy. Yes, ma'am. The infamous question that everybody starts with, tell me about yourself. <laughs> um, I never really know how to answer that question because there's so many different pieces to who you are, you know, so you either tell them like, oh, you're professional you or you're fun you. So I'll go with um, my name is Randall McKinstry. I'm from the north side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm born and raised, still here. Um I have a couple of businesses. I own McKinstry and Co. Candle Shop. I also own Empathy of All Hearts, which is a home care service. I'm also trying to get my nonprofit off the ground for McKinstry and Co. HBCU Fund, Scholarship Fund. Um, I'm fun. I'm, I'm a little off sometimes. Um, I value friends. I value family. Um, I'm just me. You can't, you can't put me in a box, really. I like that. I like that. So we're saying three different businesses right now. And you said you're trying. Okay. I want you to say you're doing, mm-hmm. you are doing, mm-hmm. you are actively getting your nonprofit started. <laughs> yeah, yes, but tell us about um, McKinstry and Co. <laughs> so the funny thing about McKinstry and Co. is that it literally was just a conversation. So I'm sitting Shout out to Ambiance here in the gallery on Federal Street. Um, I'm sitting there with my friend Jeremy, Risha, and we're talking. And I'm like, oh, I forgot your candle, Jeremy, because anywhere I go, everybody knows that um, I am a candle lover. Like, I literally love candles. So 
no matter where I go, if there's a candle section, I'm going to find it. So with that being said, I'm like, I forgot your candle. And he was like, oh, forget you. And I'm like, you know what? I should start making candles. And he's like, why don't you? And literally, that's where it started. I Risha was sitting there and I said, make me a logo. And she made me a logo. Um, I got to choose from the logo. I started selling T-shirts to kind of get the money up to be able to fund McKinstry and Co. And really, it just kind of took off from there. Do you feel like it was aligned and like destined already? Were you ever thinking about starting a business at all? Or was it something that was just like, hmm, I keep getting pushed in this direction? Um, I always wanted to own a home care agency. So the home care agency was always my first love. Like I like I literally just got approved for Empathy of a Hearts last October. And if you ever looked on my Facebook page, I reposted it this year where I spoke empathy of all hearts into existence 10 years ago. Okay. Like, like I literally said that I was going to be opening empathy of all hearts. So I thought that would be first, but because of COVID and everything, it was really a slower process. So I never imagined McKinstry and Coke growing in the extent that it did. Mm. Not at all. Mm. Kind of like fell in my lap. <laughs> what makes you feel like you didn't think that it would be all what it would be? Um, what it is. Let me say that. Because people have brick and mortars. When you get that brick and mortar, that's a whole new feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a whole new feeling. It's a whole new ball game. I literally, when I, when I, when I got the keys, I literally stood in the middle of the floor and I'm just looking around like, okay, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Didn't, didn't, never expected that it would go from my basement into a whole shop. Right. No, that was never my expectation. My expectation was just to have fun with it and, you know, make some coins and sh share my passion of candles with everybody else. That was Do you really feel like for the re for the fact that you were a little bit more, I don't think you approached in a way that it's like, oh, it's so like consuming. It was just more like, this is fun. Like, do you think that helped the business really like kind of grow to what it is? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. I, I think more so it was of the per type of person that I am. Mm -hmm. um, it was more my love for it that that draws people in and my support system is very wonderful i got to meet some i've got to vend at certain events and i got to meet some wonderful people along the way and mm -hmm. i think it has to do with my customer service at the same time because you email me i'm usually emailing right back you text me i'm texting right back i try to stay as proactive as possible no, I might not be the fastest at times, but I make sure that if you have a question, I'm answering. Um, if I have a delay, I do my best to make sure I let you know. So I think that is more so what draws people into me. And I'm just I'm just a laid back person. So people like laid back people. 
<laughs> they do because they they feel more relaxed. Laid back people are relaxing. Mm -hmm. Your energy relaxes you. Mm -hmm. so, now I do want to ask about the other business too, and I'm sorry. Say it again. The nonprofit. So McKinstry and Co. Um, mm -hmm. HBCU Scholarship Fund. Okay. Now, did you go to HBCU? Of course, Johnson Smith University, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I actually attended in 2006 and I left after 2007. Um, and then I went to a couple of schools in between, in the meantime, between time, but it never really worked. I will always stop going. Um, I would drop out during midterms. I actually lost my financial aid. Um, and then I started paying out of pocket because I just felt like I had to keep going. I had to keep going. And here goes another Facebook post. I remember writing on Facebook, I wish John C. Smith will have an online program. And literally like maybe four years later, they had an online program. And the okay. dean reached out to me personally okay. and said, come back. And I went back and I got my degree in 2018. Yes. Yes. So that was, that was exciting. I regret not going to HBCU. Like I want to go. I don't care. I, back, I'm a, I went to I went to PWI. I went to Penn State, and then I went to okay. Point Park. Then I went to Point Park. That I went as white as I could get. Clearly, like Point Park is full of crap. So, oh man, I when I was there, I had a, I did what I had to do and got out of there. <laughs> okay, so here goes another story. So. Literally two years ago, so it had to be two years ago, or a year ago, year and a half ago, I applied to Point Park for their master's program. When mm -hmm. COVID hit, um, they dropped my uh, major. Oh. So I ended up searching for someone to have it at another school. And I ended up finding another HBCU that actually has my program. So organizational leadership. So I'm currently um, attending Bethune-Cookman University in Daytona, Florida for my master's degree. And I am in my second semester. Yes. Come on, man. <laughs> and I know you mentioned just kind of like having some trials and tribulations throughout school. You mentioned dropping out, losing financial aid. What was the story that was around that? Um, when I went to Johnson C. Smith, I fell into a really bad depression, like a really, really bad depression. And like I wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't look at people. I was lost. And I, I, I didn't know who I was because you go from everything, you know, in Pittsburgh to another city and you're on your own. You really have to face adulthood. So when I came back home, I miss my friends. I miss my neighborhood. I miss the things that I were doing. And then my little, he wasn't my blood brother, but he was really close to me. He ended up getting killed and my world changed. It like kind of flipped upside down even more. And I remember having a conversation with my grandmother and she's like, I just want to see you walk across that stage. So that was my motivation that no matter what, even though it took me 12 years, no matter what, to keep going. So I dedicated my bachelor's degree to my grandma because she was the motivation behind me obtaining that degree because I knew in the back of my mind that she had to see me achieve that. Mm -hmm. Although she actually died before 
I could give her that. Mm -hmm. um, I made sure I kept my promise. Right. I made sure that no matter what, um, I kept moving forward. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> It's like, that's deep to me. I'm like, geez, because I think most people would have stopped if their grandmother would have passed and they not to see it. And I'm really encouraged here that you said that you kept going because a lot of people I know were like, well, she's not here to see it anymore. And I'm just, it's, there's no point. But yeah, and, it was, and it was hard when she passed because she actually died during finals. So finals was already rough enough. Yes, she died during finals. It, it was really crazy that whole day. It comes in. It came in threes. So one of my good friends, he was shot that day. Um, I lost my job of four years that day, and my grandmother went into the hospital that day, and it was finals, you know. And then that's when my grandmother passed, and I lost my financial aid. And then um, I started paying out of pocket. But I didn't. I, and it's one thing that I always tell people when they talk about school or going back. My mom is going back to school and I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. um, if you want it, get it. If you want it, go get it. There is there. There's no race in this life. I mean, I want you to live your life every single day. There's no reason why you can't go get that degree. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you can't get that job or open that business. It might take you five years. It might take you 10 years, but it is something that you are doing for yourself because nobody's yeah. going to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody going to give it to you. We wrap that when they start, they start applying their goals and their progress, progress to other people's clocks. Like mm -hmm. don't worry about anybody else's clock, their time frame, how they're doing things when they got it done, because you don't know when they started. You don't know if that's even what God told them to do. Like it's like I just tell people, mind your business so much. Like mind your business. And it's social media too. Social media mm -hmm. really social media makes life seems one way when life is really another way. Right. I don't feel like social media is always reality. It's not, it's not always the reality of life. It's handpicked, curated reality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that's why I try to be as me as me on all of my mm -hmm. platforms. Like I, we were at work the other day and we were just talking about, I was a uh, social media and I'm like, low key, I hate social media. Like I would not use it if we didn't have to mm -hmm. <laughs> use it. I enjoyed it when it was more so for, I don't like this new world of social media, you know, like. Back in the day with MySpace and stuff, you know, I had, I used to get on there and code, have fun, be on there forever, have my letters raining down, you know. Mm -hmm. all different things, but now social media has become everybody, they feel like everybody needs to be in contact with you. Everybody feels like they know what's going on in your life. And it's like everybody's judging themselves to these pictures that they see. But, you know, you get to stage a picture. Mm -hmm. And people miss that completely. Mm -hmm. How do you handle like not judging or, or comparing yourself to people on social media, especially in business? Especially um, in Canada. I tr so I, I'm a more of an observer, which I really have to get out of because as a business owner, what act you know, the algorithm, what however you say it, um, you have to like and different things like that. I'm just a I'm a scroller. Like I just see mm -hmm. stuff and then I get off, I scroll. But I really like to watch videos. 
And like, I will stay up till three in the morning, but back at the ranch. <laughs> I, have you fell down the whole TikTok before? I did. The other day, I was two hours into TikTok, like, girl. No, I haven't fell into TikTok yet. Um, I fell down the rabbit hole. Instagram, Facebook, watch kind of girl. So um, I don't really try to judge too much when it comes to Facebook. Um, I had to learn even for myself what to put on there and what not to put on. And then sometimes there's a thin line. Um, but I like to be authentic as possible mm -hmm. sometimes because you never know who may need to hear what you're going through for right. themselves. Right. You know, like I always try to, if I'm having a bad day, sometimes I, I want my my audience to know I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad day and I need prayer and I'm, and I'm struggling mentally. Sometimes I need um, to get that out and sometimes it's needed for the other person to be like, okay, her life's not perfect. Um, she goes through things because nobody's life is perfect. It's right. just it's not, but everybody has an opinion on what your life is. And you also mentioned going through depression. And mm -hmm. I don't know why I correlate social media and depression so much, but... Mm -hmm. It's like since I think about social media, I think about depression. But nevertheless, back back to the back home at the ranch, like you said. What was that process like? Going through depression, coming out of depression, recognizing that you did you already know you were like going through depression when it's happening, or was it like, oh crap? You know so, <laughs> I might be a little so no, I didn't recognize it. Um, I was diagnosed in two thousand and seven with um with depression. So also social anxiety. I haven't been formally diagnosed with PTSD, but you know, I know what, what I have because I couldn't drive for a very long time. I actually just started driving like a month ago, um, mm -hmm, just a month ago. So when, when I came home from school and I wouldn't go outside and all that stuff. I will never forget this day. My mom's in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. And my mom turns to me and she says, if you don't tell me what's wrong, I can't help you. And I turned around and I just looked at her and I'm just like, how can I tell you what's wrong with me when I don't know myself? Because I didn't, I didn't know what was wrong. So from that moment, my mom, now she's worried at this point. So, you know. Went to the doctors. Um, they put me on antidepressants. I took it for like maybe a week or so. And then I stopped. I kind of mentally pulled myself together. Okay. Every single day pulling myself together. But even now, I still deal with depression. And because I'm a woman, I get it worse when I'm PMSing. I get really, really down. Like, low, low, low. And it goes away. So, my, you know, my menstrual cycle starts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are, that's what happens with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. But I kind of just pull myself and I have a strong circle and I just pull myself, I have to pull myself out. I listen to music. Music is my life. 
music. Music is life. And um, I listen, I try to listen to um in my blood. I always listen to that song. Um that it. um it isn't in my blood. Um, who is that song by? It, and when you listen to the lyrics, he talks, he talks a lot about you know giving up being depressed, but it isn't in my blood to do so. Mm-hmm. I have no choice but to keep going. His name is Sean Mendes. Okay, I'm ladies, sure. hear that? That's a good yeah. song to listen to when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, just, it, it just uplifts me because a lot of times people don't know it's okay to not be okay. It's that okay. Okay. Like it's fine. It's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. Most people are not okay and they're pretending like they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you listen to music. Mm-hmm. Was around your period. Does did you have any like depression happening while you were getting the business off the ground? Did any did it ever show up? Okay. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, actually, like like this week, not this week, but last week, it was it was rough. It was okay. very rough, and it wasn't more so. I'm stressing about McKinstry and Co. In a sense of, oh my goodness, I gotta get clients. I gotta get this. It was more so. I'm internally doubting my capability to mm. succeed when I know that I have it in me because sometimes I will lack the discipline to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have to do this. I know I have to do that. I know I have to do that. And because I know I have to do it, I put it off. I'll put it I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And then you know that you have to do it and it brings you down more. It brings yeah. you down. You start to feel the, oh, you start to feel it overwhelm you. And you're like, why did I just do it when I was supposed to do it? Why am I questioning my abilities? I got this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, my friend Tyler, I call her my tigger. Um, which how I, I met you. <laughs> Tyler connected us. Hey, sis, if you're watching or if you're watching later. Hey, sis. Look, my tigger. I love when she, women connect me with, with good women. Yes, she is me and I am her. Mm-hmm. Like she's the first person that I've actually met that we're both Capricorns. So mm-hmm. like we'll do something or we're going through something and and, and we'll be like, I, 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 come on. And we know how to talk to each other. We know how to check each other when we ain't doing something. She won't kill me for saying this, but she was I, I, she had a business thing, right? And I'm like, Tad, this person wants your information. Send them to my Facebook. And I'm like, Tyler, why don't you have a number? Mm-hmm. Send them to my Facebook. I'm like, no, where is your number? And she's like, no, I, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, I got on her a little bit. She was like, leave me alone. But it's that love to be able to tell each other, um, come on. Let's mm-hmm. let's rethink this. Let's rethink this right. decision. So um, she she was really a big anchor in um, me getting over that hump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys met like 
it's not like y'all were raised together or like it was like kids <laughs> together. You guys genuinely met and connected. Y'all are like Kendrick spirit twin flames or something. Like <laughs> we met at her friend Chantel's party. She was doing her um cocktails mm-hmm. and I was there to do her candle party. And that's how we met. And even like like we really hit it off. We might have like not really talked after that, but then she her and her and Chantel had became um really good customers of mine. And then we kind of just it just took off after that. I really appreciate y'all story because it really just shows that yes, women can have women friends. Like I, mm-hmm. I get so, I get worried when I hear women say, like, I can't be friends with women. And I'm like, girl, it's you. Like, that's a red flag for me. Like, girl, it's you. I gotta go then. Cause there's just no way to me that you can't link not one woman in the world to this. Like mm-hmm. you only you can and then it's always that I'm more comfortable with guys. Well, not not my guy and not, not me. <laughs> but I digress off of that. I really enjoy hearing you guys because but the way both of you speak about each other, it makes it gives me butterflies. I'm like, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> What was the process like starting the business? What was that whole grind looking like for you? Woo! Starting the grind for McKinstry and Co. (laughs) I mean, I would be up literally until 3, 5 o'clock in the morning just researching. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm reading books. Um, I'm, I'm researching other people's companies. I'm... I'm practicing on my on my candle jars. I mean, it was I worked hard. I worked mm-hmm. hard to get it to where it is now. But the startup of it was it was a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons and a lot of learning curves. Mm-hmm. So it I mean yeah, it, it was just it was a battle. It was it was it was all about learning. You gotta learn you your craft. Imposter syndrome at all? Say that again. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome at all ever? What is that? Imposter syndrome is like when you're getting all these the way I like to describe it, because it always shows up for me when good things are happening or like when I'm trying to take my business to the next level. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can do this. And then something just creeps in, it's like Girl, you can't do that. Who says you're qualified? Why can't? Why are you doing that? Who says you can? Who says you can do these things? You don't deserve this opportunity. It just feels like you know what? I'm not the one. It's like you're you're playing a role that's not authentically you. Like, and then you start questioning everything that you're doing, and then it sends you in this crazy downward spiral that's so unserving. I try to keep myself out of that so often, but <laughs> I kind of, for me, when these opportunities for like Eucalyptus or Charm were happening. Or even for an esthetician, I'm like, I don't know why this is happening. I don't, this isn't, I don't, I don't feel like I deserve this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm getting these blessings, these opportunities. Like, who am I to question God, first of all? But <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know yeah. if I'm ready for all of this. <laughs> I get that all the time. I, I get I, I definitely get that all the time. Um, make sure you text me that that word. I mean, that text me that because I learn something new every day. Um Yes, I, when 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 you contacted me about the podcast, I'm like, why does she want to talk to me? You know, <laughs> like who am I? You know, who am I? I I'm just me. You know, I, when I was when I was in the um the magazine last month, well, oh, actually, yeah. last month, I'm like, 
okay, thank you so much. And, and, and you think about the things that are happening to you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why me? You know, like, and then my friends and my family is like, Randy, you deserve it. You work hard. But you, but for me, I feel like I'm not doing anything that I'm not supposed to be doing. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm I feel like I'm walking in my purpose. These mm-hmm. are the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to struggle. I'm supposed to work hard. I'm supposed to go to school. I'm, so, I'm supposed to be doing all these things. Am I supposed to be, and I won't say praise, but who am I to be congratulated or who am I to, to be uplifted because of the things that I've obtained in my life when mm. it's regular? Right. Is it really regular? First of all, it's not, but okay, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> I'll let you keep going. Regular. It's not regular. What you're doing is not regular, but I'll let you keep going. <laughs> Like it's it's these are things that anybody can do. Mm-hmm. Anyone. I think that what sets it apart is that there's things that everybody can do, and then there's the people that do, because there's a whole mm-hmm. slew of people that just won't. They can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they lack the the umph to go do it, or maybe it's the confidence. I know you do have to you do have to build up a certain amount of confidence to go. Mm-hmm. Do really really do or you will forever be shaken or slow it up do you feel like anything maybe like on your personal growth journey or maybe things that needed to mature or grow or be strengthened within you did you feel like any of those if you didn't take care of those things it would have hindered your business or has anything personally affected your business and flourish like bringing it all to life at all I think I think those things had to happen before my business, before, mm-hmm. not during. Um, and like, if you follow me on Instagram, um, I, I had, I had posted a video about um, enlarging my territory a couple of years ago, and I didn't know what I was asking. I don't know where it came from. I didn't know what it means. Didn't know what it meant. Um, and I had to actually Google it. Mm-hmm. I had to understand why this was on my heart and in my mind. It's gone to a larger territory. So when that happened, I lost my job. So it went in sequences. So I lost my job. Well, first I left a job after three years. Mm-hmm. Then the job that I went to, um, they laid off like 500 people and then they basically went bankrupt. And after that, that's when McKinstry Co. was born. Okay. So I'm like, okay, God, okay, I asked you to enlarge my territory, but I ain't tell you I ain't need no job. You know, so I didn't tell you I ain't need no job. But mm-hmm. from there, everything flourished. Mm-hmm. Everything flourished. I had to, and I'm still learning emotional intelligence. That's something that I really struggle with. Emotional intelligence. We are not taught it. We are mm-hmm. we are taught to ignore and mm-hmm. suppress mm-hmm. and then reach outward to try to deal mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> See, I'm the type of person you have to really push me. Mm-hmm. You have to push me to that edge. And when I fall off, you you're not going to be able to, to grant me. Um mm-hmm. but in the 
I believe that I had to mature mentally. And my supervisor, she was a black woman, a COO. She really put her hands on me. Okay. She really ripped, like grabbed me by the back of my shirt and said, I'm taking you to the next level. And she told me, Randy, you're going to have to learn that leadership is lonely. Leadership wow. is lonely. Oh, yeah. Yes. And where you're going, everybody is not going to be able to go. And with that, she, I mean, she gave me chances when I should have been fired. She pulled me in and, and told me things about me that I didn't even know about myself. And that's why I learned my professionalism. Mm-hmm. So I know how to walk into a meeting and, you know, how to conduct myself. I know how to dress when I'm at a certain, when I'm somewhere, or I know how to walk away from certain situations when it comes to business. She really drove me and pushed me to, to see it. I didn't like her all the time, (laughs) but I like people that make you better. I I didn't like her at the time, but when I left, I understood so much. Mm-hmm. I totally understood, especially being in the position that I am now. Leadership is lonely, and you you have to be you have to be the lower level before you can get to the CEO. Yeah. So, how from do you handle that loneliness? How do you handle that loneliness? Because I know a lot of people they can't they can't manage through it. No, um, sometimes it can be an attack because a lot of people, oh Lord, a a lot of people, they talk a lot. People talk a lot, but they're not about the business. Mm -hmm. You can't talk to me if you ain't about the business because Mm -hmm. I'm a doer at the end of the day. If, if, Give you another example with empathy of all hearts. I'm bringing two people underneath me to run my business. So if I have to continuously call you for this first meeting, why would I bring you on as my partners? Because you're why not going to be trusting that when you can't even schedule a meeting. Why am I continuously reaching out to you? Um, leadership, it's hard. People, yeah. you know, when you're, when you're, and, and I, I hate this term being a boss because there's a difference between a boss and a leader. Mm-hmm. A, a leader has to be able to, has to be able to show, but also have to be taught at the same time. Um, so when you're, when you're up there, you have to be able to listen, but you also have to be able to do. Right. And, it's a it's a teetering line. It's a thin line. But you have to be able to lead. It's that whole there's everybody can't that there's a difference between that boss and a leader. That's that's where it rested for me. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a big difference. Yeah. It's like it's like being there's a difference between having a business and having a an, a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And it's like your approach and everything is totally mm-hmm. different. The way that I approach uh, everything now compared to when I was just doing it to do it, I'm like, oh, no, 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 baby. We need the stats. We need the numbers. Can we have a morning meeting? This is me talking to myself. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> more than many, we need the stats. Like it's just the, your approach does change. Mm -hmm. so, so let's get into the because one thing I want to tell the ladies is that our business shower this month for the month of no, actually I lied the month of September because we're still in August. I feel like August is over. I don't celebrate everybody's birthday. I do have my cousin's birthday coming up. That's the last birthday in August I'd be worried about. Like <laughs> my cousin and my niece and uh, my niece. Those are the only ones I'd be worried about after that it's over. But, well, after all my parents and stuff, because I have a lot of Leos in my life. But nevertheless, I digress. My mom's um, birthday is coming up. Yeah, you're around a lot of Leos? Yeah, my mom's is the 25th. What's today? These Leos is something, honey. Yes, it's a couple days. These Leos is something. But who has been your biggest influence in life? Mm. Or what? Because sometimes it's not always a who, it's a what, it's a moment, it's a thought. You know, I've never been asked that question. Oh, I'm so happy I did it first. <laughs> never, you know what? I'm never, I don't even know if I ever even thought about it. Mm -hmm. Um, recently, yeah, so I will say, my I will say. I would definitely say my grandmother and my mother, of course, mm -hmm. because um, those are the women that raised me, as well as all the women in my family. Um, they some there's some strong women, not just my my supers, but also my McKinstry women. Um, we go getters. We gonna make it happen no matter what. So I always look at them in a major way. Um, but recently, um, I really have gravitated towards Mia Ray. And it's, you know, I, I've never been a big person on following after somebody I don't know or influencers on the internet. But to watch where she came from to mm -hmm. where she is right now in life, sis, show me the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, show me the game. And she's so into a lot of things that I want to do real estate and, um, several businesses and um her marketing game is off the chain she teaches her followers how to save money and those are the things that you know a lot of times our families forget to tell us um she teaches people about credit you know even though i had knew um most of the stuff that she had she was teaching people but there were a lot of women on there that did not even know you are not supposed to pay your minimum balance on your credit card. Mm -hmm. You're forgetting your interest and you're forgetting to pay a little extra to bring your balance down. Um, so right now, um, I will say that she has been inspiring me the most. Okay. Yeah, I got to look into her now. Like, I got to go take yeah. a <laughs> Yes, look at <laughs> what has been your biggest struggle or maybe hurdle while opening? Okay, so first of all, for those who don't know, you can go make a candle with sis. Okay, black woman owned. You can go, you go, you pick out your vessel. I'm sure that's how I'm, I'm that's how it goes. You pick out your scent mm -hmm. and you get busy with it. You create your own whole thing. And I know a lot of ladies, um, I was preaching the candle lab for so long because I love the candle lab. It's one of my favorite things to do. You get to go there, you make stuff. And I'm like, 
pause. There's a black woman owned one. Hold mm -hmm. on. It's better. Hold on. Let me get there. Mm -hmm. So this month, ladies, Randy is our business shower and we are going to be at her home. Well, not her home home, but our business home. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be at her business home this month and we'll be able to support her by coming there and making candles and enjoying our time as well as shopping her registry. It will be in the group. Don't worry. I don't got to write nothing down right now. I'll be harassing y'all in the group. But you can go and make a candle there. And that is something that I appreciate because not only were you just like out here, you're selling your candles. Now you have made it a whole experience. So what was that transition like taking it from I make candles and I sell them to come make y'all candles at this location. <laughs> so I was already doing that. Mm -hmm. So um, I was taking candle parties to my clients. So they were able to host their own candle making party. And, um, and, and, and it just turned into a whole shindig. And, and the thing about it's, it's hard to, I won't say it's hard, but at the time I wasn't driving. So mm -hmm. it's a lot lugging all that material to parties. Mm -hmm. um, one time I had a 50 people party. Um, it was Girl, just my heart just dropped into the soles of my feet. Um, I had my friends. Yes, my friends helped me because I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. Um, on, but 50 people? Yes, it was actually a max um I'm a Manchester Charter School. So they invited me. They were doing something for their parents and their staff. And they brought me out and I set up for them to make candles. So um that's how I ended up wanting to put it into a shop. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, the candle lab is nice, but and it's no shade to them because everybody has their own thing. But I want different vessels. I want you to be able to create how I just don't want you to be able to pick from one thing. I want you to look over and be like, oh, this match my my bathroom or oh, I think I should make this for my mom or oh, I think we should just have a nice date and bring some wine. Oh, she got a TV on a wall. Can can we karaoke? That's the experience that I want you to have when you kind of make your stream cut. It's a it's like you just created a whole vibe. It sounds like yeah, it's a whole vibe. You can karaoke. You can rent the space out after. You can um you can also have candle making parties where you can decorate, bring food, drinks. My my sipping pours are just an hour long, but you can still be YOB. So bring your own bottle. You can drink wine while you're pouring your candle. Um, and if you say, hey, can we rent the space for an hour? Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm creating to where, because people don't always want to go home. They just want to sit and just enjoy the moment. Right. It's like you know, when a lot of candle places after your hour, it's time for you to go. The next class is coming in. And I don't want that for McKinstry and Co. I want it to feel like her. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. I'm excited to come make my candle. I cannot wait. I'm this is I'm so excited to come and make my candle and catch all the good vibes down there. Mm -hmm. what, <clears throat> what advice, excuse me, would you give? Any woman who's gone through depression, because we covered that, has faced fears, we covered that, has overcome telling themselves they can't to go ahead and do things. What is your greatest advice to give these ladies? Do it. 
you are the only person standing in your way. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the answer to a question that you may have, reach out to somebody that you think may have it. Um, Google is always your best friend. Um, save your money when it's time to pay for that LLC. EIN is free, so don't ever. If you found something that were for EIN and they say you got to pay money, it's fake. Yeah, <laughs> There's a lot of people when they they contact me like Randy, um, is this called no EIN is free? Um, mm-hmm. Corporations and um, getting your insurance. My 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 best advice is don't stand in your way. Mm-hmm. Ask the questions in order to get it done, and don't delay on it. The longer you wait, the longer you're waiting. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like the longer you wait. The, the further your dream will be from you. Mm-hmm. It's still there, but you have to plan. And I just was telling one of my little sisters, I call her my little sister because she's such a doll. You have to plan, you have to strategize, and you have to execute. Yeah. And that's that. Execution right there. A lot of people get held up on execution. It's the execution. They get held up on it, but you have to. Man, oh man. Okay. And so then there's another question I like to ask everybody. If you had to recommend a book, what book are you going to recommend? Oh, you about to make me slide over. So you know I got a book club. So oh, we- oh, we can oh we gotta mix and match our book clubs. Yes, the book club divas. I've had it since 2016. Oh, yes, 2016. We be off and on, you know, it gets slow in the summertime. People traveling and it kind yes, of that's why we don't do it in the summer. And you could it, it gets hard, it gets really, really hard. <laughs> it gets really hard. Like I had kind of like dismantled it because it just wasn't having that interaction, but we love each other and we built a bond. So even if we didn't read the books. We will still, you know, want to come together and do something. And they're actually going to be, um, come, we're going to host our first um, book club meeting at McKinstry and Co. I think they're planning for October. So they wanted to, you know, support me and do it at McKinstry and Co. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, book that I recommend, I really want to, The Darkest Child. Mm. Somebody has my book. I'm, Rachel, if you're watching this, get my book. But I don't think that's the one she got. I think she got the one by Jody. Um, the Darkest Child, my mom actually recommended that book to me. Um, and I took it to my book club. And I mean, that was one of our favorite books. I mean, when I tell you that book is good, it is What's so it is about um, a young, it's about a a girl and it's, I mean, it's in a back, you know, back in the day times mm-hmm. and she was basically the black sheep of the family, mm-hmm. but the mom was like crazy, um, didn't like her, basically put her down. And when I tell you this book is good. This book is good. And her book club, my mom's book club read it. And that's how she was able to tell me about it. So The Darkest Child, I, I recommend that book to anybody. Okay. Anybody. We, got advice, we got a song. We got our book. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I come and support you. Let the know, let the folks know where to find you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I am located um, on Freeport Road, two eight two Freeport Road. Um, it is actually Blonox. It's literally not even five minutes up the street from Waterworks Plaza. Mm -hmm. So it's the same exact street. It's just just further up past Atrius. Um, I am on Instagram and Facebook, McKinstry and Co. Candle Shop. Um, You can follow me on my personal page, Randallin. Um, And the links are in all the bios. Click the link Mm -hmm. tree. It will take you to McKinstry and Co. It will take you to the Sip and Pour. It will take you to our date night event that we're having in September where you can come in and make candles. And it's also going to have wine tasting. So make sure you get your tickets for that. Um, So, yeah, I hope that I see everyone soon. Yes, ma'am. All right, ladies, you know how to support and follow and stalk and become a super fan. Sis, I just want to thank you so much for taking some time and being on with us today. I appreciate our date. Yes. I got to know you a little bit more. I appreciate um, you. It's just been an awesome, awesome conversation to have. So, ladies, you know how to follow and make sure you guys go and subscribe to the events that are happening. You want to visit heyyougoodsis.com. That way you're up to date with all the events that are coming up. That way you can support Randy on her business party. I like to say business party more than business shower just because of who I am. I like a good party. I love a good party. Mm-hmm. Hey, a party. Yes, I love a good party, especially with some a good vibe and a good food, a good piece. Of- and we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna support, which is one of my biggest things. And we're gonna celebrate this amazing accomplishment that you did because Thank it's you. not easy opening a business. It's not easy maintaining a business. Okay. Yes. So. I- want to thank you so much for lending me your time today. Ladies, make sure you go on and grab your tickets. Thank you for everybody that showed up and came and skated with us the other day. We had a great time in the skate party. Um, I did a little step. You could, I put the step in there if you guys want to learn it. It's in the group, so you go ahead over that. But other than that, I will see you, ma'am, at the end of the month. All right. I'm excited. So good night, ladies. You have a beautiful, sexy evening. If 